0: Hello, we're back. So, welcome back. Or just welcome, if you've not come back, this could be the first episode you've ever listened to, in which case, hello, for the first time. This is a podcast which is called Chats Over Coffee with My Yoga Teacher, which you'd think was self-explanatory, but um, I, I speak to my yoga teacher, Kayla, and I'm Peter, who I do stand up comedy. She does yoga. Sometimes we talk about the similarities between those things, but... It's, you know, usually each episode has some sort of yoga-y type theme that I let her talk about, and then I sort of try and be a smart-ass. I hope, I think it's sort of relatively good to listen to. I mean, we're playing on. Anyway, for example, this episode we're talking about sun salutations, but it won't just be that. There's some other stuff about pickles and McDonald's parties. So I hope you enjoy it. And yeah, I think I've nailed that. Here's the show. Um... Right now, so cucumbers, right, don't last very long because you know they they go funny, don't they? Mm. Yeah, right. But you can make a cucumber last longer by making it into a gherkin. Okay. So you stick it in the pickling juice, right, and then it gets to live longer, but it shrinks, loads. Okay. So you think, what would you? Would you? How would you feel about the choice? If you were the cucumber, <laughs> it's like being told, well, you, you can only live a couple of weeks or you can live for years, but you've got to be, you know, really, tiny, really tiny. tiny. <laughs> it's like saying to you, well, you're like five foot or something. Yeah. It's like saying to you, oh, well, you know, you, you're only going to live a, a natural human life of several scores and 20 or whatever it is <laughs> they say in the bible or abraham lincoln said that or something i can't remember <laughs> one of the abrahams said it um <laughs> so they like oh you can live to 70 years old as your regular height or you can live to 400 but you only be a foot tall <laughs> i'm giving you the choice of the cucumber that's
1: um
0: it's the Pickler's dilemma,
1: yeah, the pickler's dilemma, ah, uh, let's see. uh, I might want to be pickled, I don't know, I suppose if I wasn't the only person pickled, it'd be okay. maybe we'd have a whole we'd have a whole pickled community, so it'd be all right, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a less lonely life, I suppose, in the jar
1: yeah. <laughs> with <What> other pickles,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depends if you get on with them, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I feel like I need to get a little bit more needle in this like, we need to, we, I think we agree with each other too much on stuff we go oh, oh yeah wow. that's a good point that's a good, so I think I'm gonna read some more stuff about flat earth theory try and convert myself to that uh, then we can have an argument next next time
1: we can have an argument about flat earth
0: <laughs> I assume you don't believe in flat earth stuff do you it's
1: not a belief. you can't believe in something
0: that doesn't exist <laughs> alright
1: but I'm happy to to for you to be devil's advocate on that on that uh, on that discussion. I'll get
0: back to you because then you're going to join
1: it's... all the like Facebook groups for um, for flat earthers. Just
0: hang on YouTube for a bit, and the algorithm makes puts. That's I'm sure there was a famous maybe it was like a basketball player or something. I'm sure there was a famous sports person in America started posting loads of flat Earth stuff. Mm. He said it was because he'd seen like he was just watching YouTube, and the algorithm just like. Eventually, like it's conspiracy theory stuff on YouTube goes mental. Like, right. if you watch one thing, like and it's not deliberate; it's just the way the algorithm works. I think, like, mm. just yeah, most of those algorithms work that stuff that's yeah. shocking or controversial. They,
1: they even or said that about the search engines, isn't it? So, like, depending on where you are in a country, the search engine will pre-predict what you're going to search. But that's not the search for the world, or even yeah, the search. Yeah, it's true
0: that does work because I remember I was in I was in China once, and they type in Tiananmen Square, nothing comes up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a joke. That's a joke because they don't even I don't even have Google in China. So I'll get back to you on the flat Earth stuff because yeah, I'm okay. sure some smart people believe believe in it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. No. Well. <laughs> okay,
1: but I'm 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 happy to have this chat with you. Shall I prepare a a, a proof as well?
0: <laughs> I know someone's partner that believes it.
1: Really, I.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not arguing with him. So very pleasant guy, but I just just you know what not to bring up.
1: No, I wouldn't argue with someone either.
0: I just think you are not open minded enough to different <laughs> possibilities. That's... So every class will do sun salutations, won't we? Pretty much, yeah. I guess if you didn't do yoga and you did listen to this, which you because I mean, you you could just think it was a great listen anyway, irrespective of whether you actually do it, you might not actually know what sun salutation is. Yeah. So what would you say it was?
1: Um like,
0: is there a way of succinctly putting that? Or
1: I would say like it's it's a combination of. I don't know, I think some people say like 11, but I think mine's probably a bit less than 11. But it's a combination of movements that start standing, you move through some poses, and then you come back to standing. So it's like a succinct little set of poses. I like it, or like to use it and like to do it regularly, because I think it's the first thing that people really remember well when they start yoga assuming that you can start at that kind of level, assuming that you don't have issues with balance or you're not doing chair yoga or something like that, assuming it's accessible for you to go through a sun salutation, then I feel like it's really nice to do it every class and it doesn't take long to really remember that. And then that's the first thing people do at home on their own. I haven't heard of people go, oh, I just sit down and pick up random poses out of my brain. It's like, no, what they do is they're like, oh, I got up this morning And it did a couple sun salutations, you know, because the other thing is a sun salutation uh, tends to uh, stretch and open and strengthen, like, the whole body in a very short period of time. So you get just, like, a teeny tiny workout. But what it can do is, like, just wake things up a bit, you know, get out the stiffness, you know, and things like that. Get you
0: moving. Yeah, I guess it's sort of doing something for everywhere, isn't it, I guess? Mm. You're bending a bit and you're, you know, you're moving... Most parts of your body, I mm. suppose. Mm, between, yeah, so
1: yeah. I mean, the only twisting thing is, as
0: well in it and stuff. I yeah, so, like, well, so, that's yeah. the
1: other thing is obviously. So the other thing is obviously with sun salutations, there are a lot of variations of sun salutations. So the main like there's three main variations that you'll see spoken about, or talked about, or in things, which is like A, B, and C. So your namaskar A, so you're in namaskar B, so you're in namaskar right. C, and those are like your three kind of like well-known common ones or whatever, or ones that you might get taught in your teacher training or something like that. But basically, anything that you want to do, you can kind of add it to it. So in a sense, there are actually like hundreds of variations in a way, uh, especially if you need to make it more accessible. So like you'd put your knees down or you don't put your knees down or you bring your hands onto the leg or you bring your hands up towards the ceiling or like if every single little change is considered a different sun salutation, then there would be a lot. A lot of some salutations.
0: So it's like the subway sandwich, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Me, have it your way. Is <laughs> yeah. of uh, that McDonald's. <laughs>
0: no. I don't know. I don't it go to any. Have it
1: your way. <laughs> or is th-
0: that, um, that no? It's Subway. I think that is Subway. Is that
1: Subway? Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, it's subway.
1: <laughs>
0: Obviously, you grew up in a, in a, in America, so it's maybe it's the bit Did you go to ever go to like McDonald's for like a party for, as a kid?
1: Parties maybe a bit maybe like oh, this it sounds a bit weird but maybe like after party like if you've done something oh, like right. if you've gone to an event and then it's like oh everyone needs to get food so let's just go to mcdonald's and get some food Yeah, and then okay. you've got a lot of kids there and it's it's basically a party but not birthday party style not like pre-arranged you've heard of them think.
0: though they do do them yeah, though, yeah yes. hmm. sure we went to quite a few of them and i thought that like Obviously, you have these parties at McDonald's where, like, you know, Ronald McDonald might be there or something, if you're lucky. Yeah. and stuff. But Burger King is a more expensive restaurant, isn't it? Okay. And I was sort of wondering, is that, like, a cynical thing? Because you can have your party at Burger King and it costs more money because it's a more expensive restaurant. But is that a cynical attempt to try and make the money off parents of kids who are scared of clowns? Yeah. <laughs> 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 because it would be like, oh well, you've got to spend more money for the Burger King party, but there won't be a clown there. Like, but
1: there won't be a clown there. So, yeah. You
0: know.
1: So, <laughs> so cut yourself lucky.
0: Yeah, it's like being gluten. It's like being gluten free, isn't it? And like being charged more, isn't it? Isn't it?
1: Yeah. Unless you get the Hamburglar, that turns up. I think kids would probably. Yeah, be exactly. The, ha- of him. That's good, actually. The
0: Hamburglar for the gluten-free person is the scary thing, <laughs> actually, rather than the clown. So. <laughs> oh, that's good that's good actually that. that's called a topper that's what we call it in the, oh, in, the in the business the thing <laughs> like you, you just put you just put a topper there so that <laughs> <happened>.
1: <laughs> anyway so basically your sun salutation can be anything you want for the people that don't know what sun salutation is you stand up you reach your hands up you fold down you touch your toes one foot steps back other foot steps back you go into plank then you go down onto the belly you do a little back bend and then you make your way to your downward dog, which is that upside down V. And then you step one foot forward, and then the other, and then you step back up again. So it's basically like that.
0: Back in the yeah. same place, like magic. Back in the same place.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: People know that plank is a press up, top of a press up. I didn't, I didn't know that. A
1: press up? I wouldn't have said plank was a press up. A press up is when you do a, like a push up, like a
0: yeah, press look, up. Yeah, but it's the top of a push up, though, isn't it?
1: Oh, right. A plank.
0: That's what, the position of plank is just. What would uh, you
1: think plank was?
0: I didn't know. I was...
1: Oh right, okay, yeah. I've seen if you search plank, sometimes you get a forearm plank. That's yeah, because
0: there's a footballer, mm. ch- there's a footballer challenge where you had to hold plank for ages, right? Mm. Like, and, and they would, and they had their hands like that, and they were and holding they were doing it, for it on the forearms, yeah, such a long time. But I guess they're professional sports people, so they gonna... Yeah, I do think that it, yeah, it's not a bad exercise, is it? Hmm. But I don't like the name
1: what sun salutation it
0: just makes it sound like i'm you know salutating the sun i don't want to be salutating the the, the, the sun really it just makes you that's that's the really that's just really hippie-ish isn't it it's like i'm worshiping the i don't know i'm not stonehenge you know <laughs> i've just come to a yoga class i'm not like <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, it sounds it uh, sounds a bit wank, doesn't it? So I, I, I had
1: I had a yoga <laughs> teacher who told me that she started dating a guy, and his parents were a bit um, religious or whatever. And she said that when they found out she was a yoga teacher, they were like, "Oh, and do you like salute the sun?" And she was like, "Yes," <laughs> like yeah. really confused. But but I think what they were getting at was like, it sounds like you saying it sounds like you are kind of worshipping. The sun, but I mean that there is that that does stem from kind of like you know the philosophical kind of connection with nature that yoga has. I mean, pretty much every pose is related to an animal or something in nature. Upward dog, downward dog, um, you know, mountain pose, tree pose. Like they, it, it's you can tell by the naming, it's related. So your sun salutation, what you'll what you'll find is um, 108. Is is like a a key number there with sun salutations. So traditionally, on the solstices and sometimes the equinoxes, uh, you do a hundred and eight sun salutations in a row. And you'll have events, especially for the summer solstice. You'll have events where people will be like, right, you know, summer solstice, let's do a hundred and eight sun salutations, woo! And like some people treat it a bit like you know a what fitness 108?
0: class.
1: I'm getting to that. You get to that, okay. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I got all Parky on you there.
1: <laughs> so yeah, 108 sun salutations, and then, like I said, they kind of they usually do that around the solstices or equinoxes or something like that. But I have recently realized I looked this up because I thought, why 108? <laughs> but apparently, and I can verify this as a scientist, uh, <laughs> the distance between the Earth and the Sun. Is 108 sun diameters. So the 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 width of the sun, the diameter of the sun as a circle, the f- from side to side, is 108 of those stacked side by side to get from the sun to the Earth. Technically, it's 107.47. So it's actually a tiny bit less. You do 107 and a half sun salutations if you want to be really specific. <laughs> but I think at some point someone just decided to round up to eight. Uh, or maybe they weren't quite as accurate as we are now with our uh, distance calculations to the sun. <laughs> D-
0: but that might not be completely accurate because that's people that think the Earth is a sphere rather than a disk.
1: Oh, right.
0: <laughs> so, <that's, laughs>
1: oh, dear. Yeah.
0: Which is set up for debate, I think, isn't it? So, uh,
1: I'm not debating. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> okay. we can have this debate. <laughs> uh, are,
0: you, are you no platforming me? So.
1: Oh, man, I can't have... Okay. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh dear But yeah, so that's that's the idea behind cuz you'll see that if you start searching online and stuff, you'll find 108 comes up a lot. Um but I think I think the numbers there like there is a lot of like um what's it? mystics and numbers or numbers and mystics and stuff like that like that kind of connection between numbers and nature and how things work and stuff like that. It's very like you can find books many many books (laughs) on like the idea of geometry and numbers and how that plays into nature and you know some people find that really fascinating well
0: numbers work don't they it's really strange isn't it like numbers actually do work work yeah they do Like, (laughs) like you can't argue with numbers can you
1: well, no, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: in terms of like mathematical theorems are like the basically the only things that yes. are 100% provable. Yeah, I remember someone at school telling me this in the most ridiculous way possible. He said, "There's very, there's hardly anything you can prove is true," and I'd and I'd, I'd say like really obvious things that everybody kind of knows. They're mm. just stuff like, oh well, we breathe out carbon dioxide, breathe in oxygen. Yeah. And his answer to everything. Like, was well, how do you know that's true? Because what, maybe an alien has come down and told you that in your head. And I was like, Is that that was his answer to everything? It was just like, maybe an alien okay. has tricked you into thinking things. And I sort of thought, Like, well, that's not, I, I don't know, like, I don't think he did particularly well in the Oxford debating, kind of, but <laughs> but I sort of see the point to a, to an extent. Yeah. I know that there's very few. Absolutely 100% provable things. And science is always just like, science doesn't ever prove things, it disproves things. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So it's always like, there can be like 99.99% certain of of things, Mm -hmm. like a lot of the time, but they they can't say, oh, you know. But mathematical theorems are the only things that sort of work 100% of the time, I think. So you can't argue with numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, that's right. I would agree with that. So yeah, so that's that's kind of the idea behind the numbers is, is I think way back when we first started doing all this kind of thing, like probably even before the Greeks and stuff, we made that connection that nature and numbers worked well together and there was a lot there. And so now you can find like mystic books on the connection and maybe how that connects with other things that we can't see or don't know or or whatever. I have I'm not an expert on that kind of on that number. Mysticism, because I haven't actually mm. read very much on that at all. Um, Am I
0: know it's very similar to the because uh, when you write stuff and things, there's like things like uh, you know there's there's numbers that come up like a lot, like three, seven come up a lot yeah. in terms of like in comedy. If you write a joke, it's often like the rule of three. You mm. s- say so you, you you'd say like oh so and so happened and that was something something and. Uh, something and the third um. thing is the punchline. so Trevor yeah. example of me just saying something 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 three times but you know the third thing is the is rhythmically the thing that when the joke comes in so if you're yeah so if you're saying oh this happened to me like i was i was on the bus and then there was a normal thing normal thing and a joke thing that's the <laughs> you know that's the yeah. rule of and then there's seven comes up a lot because it's like seven brides or seven brothers seven dwarfs and Three Musketeers, I think twelve comes up a lot. Twelve disciples, mm-hmm. twelve days of Christmas, twelve—I don't know, like just
1: the mind likes those numbers. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you look, yeah. probably a lot of it comes from mythology and stuff. You look, yeah, look yeah. into that, like I know Jordan Peterson, but I am yeah. sure that uh, <laughs> like I find the like that they make their way into the psyche somehow. So yeah, yeah,
1: because there is all those things as well, like the way ferns grow and spirals, and then the mathematical like shape and stuff and how that will like perfectly match other things those kind of like coincidences you might call them but they're not coincidences because that is how you know nature works that's how physics works that's how things move and grow and and stuff like that that there's mathematics behind it all that makes sense in a way but i find that quite it's interesting but i think sometimes people try to apply a sort of spiritual aspect to it that might not be there <laughs> not that i'm saying that there isn't something going on but i'm just saying because no, like, you can't
0: 100 percent prove exactly anything, so, yeah,
1: but i mean but say. but sometimes that can be quite nice to to think that there may be you know i mean people what what's to say like you know the force of gravity you know and how that works who's to say that that's not quite a comforting force or giving it kind of like a feeling you know we think of these things as being very very Physical, very, in a sense, very tangible. You pick something up, you drop it down. We say it's gravity, you know. But what's to say that someone wouldn't find that, like, nice?
0: Well, it's reassuring that it's always there, you mean?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You can't rely on your friends or your family, but gravity is
1: always there there for you, ready to catch you when you fall. (laughs) But you know what I mean. I just mean, like, I feel like maybe that's not something, like, that's not something I've heard before that people necessarily associate feelings with gravity but I mean like I feel like maybe that that is that that is the idea that they found this kind of connection in nature through numbers and things and then they associate it with something emotional or spiritual or however you want to think about it and that's not necessarily a bad thing that can be quite comforting and quite nice but that's not to say that it has a persona or an, an entity of itself it can just be like quite a nice thing to know that it's there you know
0: or like a That's rainbow. You yeah,
1: aware? like it's like it's always going to be there. It's always going to work. Like, I did a paper last year and the question around it was like, in the end, who wins gravity or, you know, because it was talking about or not. Uh, but it was talking about like um, supernova explosions and the death of stars. And what actually counts as death for a star, and when does it finish, and all of this, and gravity around stars and stuff like that, and and we know that based on the size of the star, it, it, its death will be different based on how much mass it has. That in the end, gravity always wins. There, is, like that, was my conclusion at the end of the paper. That in the end, no matter how it works out, in the end, everything always collapses in. Because it spreads out and then it just collapses in in different areas and puddles and stuff like that as it as it pulls together.
0: So uh, get to the bookies now
1: <laughs> and uh, put your money on gravity. <laughs> uh, but I just think like it's 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 kind of interesting you know, when people associate that feeling with us with a force in a sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool, but. I think that's where some of the really old things like your sun salutations and like doing things during the solstices, like you're saying, oh, that's a hippie. I'm not a Stonehenge. Well, <laughs> maybe you should be.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. I've been to you Glastonbury, know. not during the festival. I did a gig hmm. in the actual town of Glastonbury. Yeah. You have been there?
1: No, I haven't.
0: You can tell there's a lot of crystal healing and all that mm. stuff. And, like, all this, I like to do that gig again. It's good. Yeah. Just, it's just fucking miles away to go for one yeah. I actually I did that before I was I think I was was driving but mm. I think at the time I was like because I could stay overnight so I ended up getting a bus all the way to Bristol from Leeds. it's got the mega bus right and you get a bus from Bristol all the way to Glastonbury it takes nearly two hours mm. you get to see Wells there which is quite a nice city to, just to see from the bus yeah just see it. so it's just <laughs> a day's journey mm. like there and then a day's journey back and you think yeah. well I suppose it's a job but it's uh I got free yeah. chips out of it as well I think. I
1: don't
0: know. Right. Well that's enough about sun salutations. so do you yeah. think or do you Yeah, yeah I think so, that but
1: basically covers everything. I, I mean I,
0: it just there's nothing specifically like specifically beneficial in terms of like your physically? Not like, yeah. Like,
1: yeah, I would I would say that yeah, I would say that um if you don't have time to do yoga, do a sun salutation because the only thing that it doesn't really cover our side bends, so going left and right with the spine. Um, you should probably do ten of those every day, you know, at least five on each side to keep the spine healthy. But going forward and backward is super covered in your sun salutation because you fold down and you lift up and you do little back bends and stuff and if you are somewhat familiar with your own practice a little bit already you can tailor it so that if you're having back pain or something and you know that's from sitting too much or something like that you know it's from something like that you can make a point to make sure that your sun salutation is strengthening and is is not less about the stretch and more about like waking up the muscles and getting them strong and it's i would say like if you don't have time to do a full yoga class try to do just a few sun salutations because you'll seriously benefit from it i think sometimes people think like oh well, if i don't get hot and sweaty i'm not getting anything out of it and then you have the opposite argument that's like oh but you don't have to get hot and sweaty to you know have the mental benefits of being a little bit more relaxed and a little bit less stressed but i think people don't give their joints enough attention so If you don't use a joint, it feels stiff the first few times you go to use it. Like maybe even when you wake up in the morning or something, you might think like, oh, God, I'm a bit stiff. And then you wiggle around a bit and you move your legs you move your joints and you feel a bit less stiff. That's the same with every joint. So your spine, every single joint in your spine needs to be moved every day multiple times. And we don't always do that um, because the spine doesn't necessarily need to, to move in a daily life like we have in the modern world we're not going left and right and jumping up and down and moving around but if you were to just do a couple of sun salutations even if you don't think you're gonna like i don't know lose weight from them it would be very beneficial for the body to to make sure that the spine has had that chance to move in in multiple directions
0: (laughs) Mm. well there's some homework for you everybody yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's know how you get on in the in the comments. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: anyway. But you'll probably just send me a personal message that no one else will read.
0: <laughs> no, but it'll help the algorithm if people actually commented on the episode. Yes, comment on episode. Yeah, comment on episodes. Yeah, do that. Right, right. should we leave it there then? Uh, the only know? other thing I was going to okay, say right, was right,
1: for your sun salutation, I know I said there's A, B, and C. I think that might be related to Ashtanga yoga, not necessarily all forms of yoga. I think that's specifically to an ashtanga style, and the style of sun salutation that I teach is a vinyasa style, so I don't think technically it falls into It's kind of like a A, uh, a Namaskar A, but it doesn't even quite fall into that, I don't think. So that's, I would call that a vinyasa sun salutation. And then there's another sun salutation that I used to do a lot of, which I tend to think of as like a Hatha sun salutation that has a child's pose in it. So, like, almost like a child's pose instead of your plank kind of thing, which can be quite nice and quite relaxing.
0: I imagine if someone's never done one before, they'll just be able to go on YouTube and see someone. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's loads of videos on YouTube.
0: Have you got a video on YouTube doing it?
1: I don't know. I don't keep my YouTube, my YouTube isn't, like, uh, up to date. It's actually something that I should probably do this month. I haven't gone through my YouTube videos in ages. That's not to say I don't have a sun salutation on there but I can't remember if I've got one on its own. I do have some 60-minute classes and 30-minute classes and things like that on my YouTube.
0: And I've got some 30-second clips of me doing jokes on my YouTube channel. Yeah, so go check those (laughs) out too. Check them both out, yeah. yeah,
1: (laughs) Make yourself Um, useful. Go watch YouTube videos.
0: (laughs) Um, Right, shall we go? Yes, I think we'll leave it
1: there, and I will charge my mics and things before All
0: right. Okay, well, I'll be in touch thanks for listening congratulations for making it to the end of that I say that like as if it was some I mean I hope that laboriously a chore for you but uh, if you enjoy the show obviously you know press all the buttons on your machines that make algorithms like us more like you know like buttons and shares and all that stuff if you want you know if you want I'm not begging you know, I say it every time and I you know feel like a. it makes me feel dirty everyone says it I mean I just I'm never gonna I've got too much shame you should have less shame you don't have to feel bad if you don't do it I you know, just hope you like the show. Press subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, though. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you could do that. Do, do we want. See you in two weeks. If you're going to hang around, which would be nice if you did, tell a friend. We're talking about the glutes next time. That's your... You know, your, your butt. The ass. There may be many other euphemisms for it and stuff, but uh, this is a family podcast, so... Um, there's other... I think we talk about other things in that. I think talking talk about genetically engineering people not to age so it isn't just yoga but it's but there is yoga so something for everybody as long as you don't mind hearing about some yoga anyways to the remaining few who haven't switched off yet goodbye and thanks and see you again